0: Welcome to Centre Church. We hope you enjoyed this message, recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. So as Hannah said, uh, my name is Mark, I'm based at St Andrew's Church, uh, just up the road. Um, My wife and I, we moved uh, to Burgess Hill during lockdown, uh, which was quite exciting when you're not really allowed on the roads. Um, But we managed, uh, by the grace of God, uh, you know, God called, we stepped and that's sort of how it goes in the Christian life sometimes isn't it uh, for me uh, personally I, I wasn't always a Christian you know um, I was probably quite the opposite of a Christian <laughs> um, I did a lot of a, a lot of bad things uh, I came from a bit of a broken home down uh, down in Brighton not too far from here uh, I've got a um, uh, home home was quite difficult for me uh, a lot of things going on divorce of parents the passing away of my younger sister uh, and a number of things and as a result i had all this built up hurt and hurt in my heart and i started lashing out in school and as a result getting thrown out of school uh, consequently ended up getting thrown out of several schools in the brighton area over several years i was going for the guinness book of records uh, <laughs> Um, however, um, uh, whilst I was out of school, I started hanging out with other kids who were thrown out of school, uh, and I sort of got nurtured a bit by uh, by their older siblings and stuff, um, and I, I sort of got into drugs. I got into drug dealing to fund a habit. Uh, and, and, and my life was, was going the wrong way, uh, to say the very least. Um, I, I had a lot of hurt and pain in my heart, but didn't ha- really have very good, strong pastoral support network structures in the 90s in schools in Brighton. Uh, so, consequently, I would release the hurt that was in my heart um, through writing angry, aggressive rap songs uh, and performing them at illegal rave events uh, around England. Uh, I was living a bit of a double life, if you like. I was, um, I was performing on a stage in front of thousands of ravers, and then going to school on Monday. Uh, So it it was quite a a bizarre, quite a unique upbringing, I suppose, uh, I had in my early years. Um, uh, As I uh, continued to progress through life in my uh, mid to late teens, uh, I was performing at an illegal rave event, and I lost my hearing in my left ear. Um, you know, the, the culture, I suppose, of the of the illegal rave scene was very alpha-malistic. It was not necessarily that healthy. And um, it was like, well, I've got 100k sound system, well, I've got 150k sound system. We've got 200k sound system. And uh, I'm the guy with the microphone stood next to it all night. <laughs> um, and sadly, consequently, I lost my hearing in my left ear. Uh, I was deaf in my left ear. Uh, a deaf rapper selling drugs from a broken home. Um, how I ended up <laughs> speaking at churches, I will never know. <laughs> um, but it says something really um, of the grace of God, actually. The grace of God. Um, because it's certainly nothing I could have done, nothing I could achieve. I didn't earn it and certainly didn't deserve it. know um but by god's grace you know he brought a guy called sam into my life i call him sam the servant because uh what he did uh he he came into the rave so to say and he he simply served he he served he just said hey uh, oh you're running this rave can i just help can i just run the cloakroom for you or something i was just like what? What do you mean serve? What's this new S word I've just learnt, sort of thing? And uh, like it just, uh, uh, what, you want to work for free? What's wrong with you? You're mad. You know, like, like it, it didn't really compute to my worldly consumeristic thinking, the concept of serving. Um, nevertheless, he came and he served, and he served faithfully, diligently, uh, which was really good, actually. Uh, and as a, as a result, uh, he earned the right to speak into my life. And then he taught me a new C word. <laughs> and he said, hey, Mark, do you want to come to church? I was just like, church? What, What? someone died? Is, is someone getting married? Like, like what, what do you want to go to church for? Yeah, I, I, I was so far removed from the concept of church, <laughs> so to say. You know, I, I had no idea. You know, no one had ever told me. You know, so uh, long story short, um, I told him where to go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And um, the thing with Sam is, Sam persevered. You know, he, he came back and he helped me when I was running the next wave and the next. <laughs> he said, Mate, come to church. Mate, come to church. I'm not going to F. Mate, come to church. Mate, give it a go. Trust me. Trust me. It's free to go, you've got nothing to lose, you've got everything to gain potentially, come and check it out. Listen, I'll tell you what, if you come to church one time, I'll shut up about it, how about that? That's literally what he said to me. I said, all right, listen, (laughs) if you're going to shut up, if it's going to shut you up, I'll come to your church, all right? (laughs) Long story short, I went to a church in Brighton called um, Emmanuel, formerly CCK, uh, and I've I've walked in, there's hundreds of people in there. Uh, Ram, Pillars of Post, and um, there's two balconies up on either side. I was in the minority crowd up on the balcony, English, sceptical, cynical, watching from far- What's going on here. Who's the happy people all about? Like, that sort of thing. And um, uh, just wondering what, what this church thing really was, I guess. And, uh, and then a guy came onto the stage, a guy called Ram Babu. Uh, he's from Bangalore. Over in India, fantastic guy, uh, and he just started praying. You know, he, he said, "God, you heal people. <laughs> God, you say you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. God, come and come and heal people." You know, he, he didn't really overcomplicate it. Um, he said, "May, there's nothing special about me. God, come and do what you you can do." He started praying, and yeah, God, and, and they go, "You." And he, he pointed straight at me. And everyone in the room was all looking up at the balcony like this. and I'm I sitting there petrified, just like, don't pick on someone else. <laughs> and so I was surprised I didn't break into flames the minute I walked into a church. Like, well, what are you picking on me for? And, and he goes, you, you're deaf in your left ear. Stand up, God wants to heal you. Like, Whoa, how do you know that? <coughs> You've been chatting to my doctor or something? Like, 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 like what is that? How do you know that? Because I'll tell you what. You know, us men, we struggle with pride sometimes. But I didn't tell Sam I was deaf in my left ear. <laughs> I wasn't wearing a big lump of plastic on the side of my head. I'm a rapper. I need to be cool. You know, I, I can't do that. So how does he know? <laughs> he knows because God spoke to him. You know, we don't worship a dead God. We worship a living risen God. A God who loves you, a God who wants to speak to you, wants to speak through you, you know, wants to speak through his word, through spirit and truth, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, and I was, I was quite astounded at this, this is, <laughs> wow, <laughs> I was trying to process all this stuff in the moment and, and I, I basically turned around and said, said to myself, I, I'm not standing up. Not happening, God. Sorry, if you're even real, and, and I thought to myself, do you know what? If God is even real on that night, why would He want to heal me? Because I'm not a very good person. I sell mind destroying chemicals to teenagers. I've been thrown out of school. <laughs> I've got in fights. I've got, I've got a bad CV. I've got a bad CV. And um, it's it's quite funny, really, how. Uh, as I thought, why would God want to heal me? Uh, he repeated himself. He said, hey, you're there, and God wants to heal you because he loves you. You see something of um, the motive of the Messiah in that, really. And uh, I found myself <laughs> standing up. <laughs> didn't want to stand up. I didn't intend to stand up. But I couldn't really resist it in a weird way and then you've got hundreds of people looking at you and you're like oh my gosh goldfish moment and and then he, he said come come forward and i said like, oh gosh I've done it now haven't i what's going to happen come on forward and stuck a mic in my face <laughs> and then said hey can i pray for you It's like yeah if you want So he he put his hand on my my ear, you know, he prayed for me in the name of Jesus, not in the name of Allah or Buddha or stonestatues.com. You know, he prayed for me in the name of Jesus, the living risen Jesus, and I blacked out on the stage. I came round, I heard clapping crystal clear from this side of my head for the first time in years. You know, all glory to God that wasn't me I could never have done that Um, but I I guess for me I sort of I encountered God before I really understood God you know I I walked in there with a bag of cocaine in my pocket (laughs) as a deaf atheist I walked out a very confused (laughs) hearing agnostic at the very least (laughs) whatever that was that I just experienced, and um, it, it, in a weird way, it, it provoked me to seek God. I was just like, "Hang on, that doesn't happen." <laughs> you know, you don't have to go to Harvard to know that. You know, that doesn't happen. So, so what was that actually? I want to know what what that was. Um, so I was, oh, he did that book, didn't he? Did that Bible thing, didn't he? Let's get a Bible. So, I, I literally, I went through, through the Bible, cover to cover, trying to disprove it. I think, there must be a hole in here somewhere. Because if this was real and true, surely the entire world would be on it? Am I right? So, I was just like, oh, okay, what about the dinosaurs? Oh, all create all creatures, oh, okay. Uh, what about suffering? Oh, Christ, suffering, all right, okay. Um... I was literally going through, trying to find a reason uh, to rebel against this. You know, I, I, and, and I couldn't. Uh, as a rapper, um, you know, I was going back into the to the clubs, um, still rapping, and people were like, "Mate, you've gone mad! What do you mean, God? <laughs> what do you mean, God? Where's God? God's dead, isn't he?" It's like, no, no, he, he can't be dead. <laughs> Mate, I can hear. You know, it's that sort of thing. And um, I had loads of non-Christian friends. I still got loads of non-Christian friends. I love. I, I prefer non-Christian friends because <laughs> they're the ones we're cool to reach. You know, uh, we'll have time to party together in heaven. That's fine. Um, but you know, we want there to be people in heaven, so that's why we get to co-labor this side of eternity, I guess. <laughs> um, which, uh, for me, I love. You know, I love going into clubs, um, preaching the gospel to people, praying for people, um, that sort of thing. When they've had a couple of beers, they drop their guard a bit, and they're prepared to talk to you and open up to you a little bit more. Do you know what I mean? Um, So you get more, I suppose, a bit more authenticity with it, I guess, which is always quite nice. Um, So, yeah, that's... uh, yeah, that was just a little bit of a background on me i guess to sort of explain how <laughs> i sort of ended up here um, uh, doing doing what i do you know i continue to go to the church in brighton um that's a couple of months in i couldn't resist it anymore i gave my life to jesus uh, relatively standard sort of thing um and uh, then churches started to phone me up and say oh mark will you come and share your testimony i'm like, what's a testimony um <laughs> I was like, you know, your story about how I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I can do that, sure. So I'd go and go and visit other churches, share my testimony, and people responded and gave their life to Jesus from it. And then I was just like, oh wow, that's cool, I think. And <laughs> it's like, oh, you're such a good evangelist. I'm like, what's an evangelist? But, like, I genuinely had no idea. You know, I wasn't raised in a Christian home. I didn't have the privilege of going to church as a kid. You know, I was (laughs) saved by the grace of God, (laughs) literally (laughs) it, you know, it it really is. Um, It was at the church um, in Brighton, I got picked up by City Mission um, in Brighton and they basically um, got me to do a rap tour for them, went around rapping around all the schools and stuff, rapping the gospel, which was really cool. And um, kids were giving their lives to Jesus, which is cool. Um, then my home church sent us out to a church in Kent to missionalize the church up there. We uh, pioneered Alpha up there with them and some other things. And then God called us out into the Baptist church in London, and then Sutton into the AOG church, uh, and then back down here <laughs> um, during lockdown. So that, that was a little bit about, um, about me um i continue um to uh, to operate my my rap ministry if you like uh, which is really cool um get to preach the gospel to a lot of people who would never really set foot in a church building to be honest um you know called cool to be salt and light <laughs> and all that so um we were actually in um i was speaking at the church in ibiza uh yes ibiza has a church <laughs> amen to that right yeah um, so yeah i was speaking there last weekend And, um, yeah, we were praying for the sick and we saw three people healed of deafness, which was great. They all took their hearing aids out and stuff and, yeah, we anointed them with oil, that sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Again, I'm not a doctor. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? That's not me. I'm not a doctor. Gosh, I'm I'm, I'm the kid who didn't do well in secondary school. You know, he is the doctor. He's the great physician, actually. You know, and it's actually it's it's through him, it's it's in him. As we uh, we were singing earlier, you know, all things are possible in him. You know, it's that it's that sort of thing, isn't it? And but um, <clears throat> this morning, guys, if it's okay, um, I just want to look at one one Bible verse together. Is that all right? Yes. Yeah. We're not going to do like a three-point like sermon. We could do if you like. Um, I I don't know if like Tom didn't tell me how long I've actually got to speak. So I'm actually a rapper and a preacher, so I'm guessing 6 o'clock this evening. Is that okay for... Perfect, fantastic. Well, until someone starts falling asleep and falling out the window, we could do that either. So, um, But if you've got a Bible with you, uh, we could maybe turn to Colossians chapter uh, chapter 1. Um, Colossians is a great, great book of the Bible, isn't it? Um, we're, gonna look at, uh, we're just going to look at one verse in Colossians 1. Uh, we're going to look at verse 27. Um, so Colossians 1, 27. I'll just give you guys a minute to get that up on your phones or in, in your Bibles. And the, uh, the thing about the church in, in Colossi, if you like, um, it was pioneered by a guy called Epaphras, uh, you know, who encountered God you know, as you sort of do. Um, and, and, and this letter particularly is uh, written by um, a guy called Paul, who wrote uh, a lot of the New Testament, so to say. But the thing about this, and many of Paul's letters, if you like, or epistles, if you want to use that style of language, um, is Paul's basically been banged up. <laughs> Paul's in prison <laughs> for preaching the gospel. <laughs> It's that sort of thing, mate. If you keep telling me about Jesus, I'm gonna arrest you. Well, mate, you need Jesus. <laughs> Take me away. <laughs> you know, and and when he's in prison, you know, he's choosing to write letters to churches <laughs> to encourage them to build them. It's that sort of thing. That's that's his heart, isn't it? You know, have you noticed that? At the, at the start of most of his letters, actually, he always starts with grace and peace from God be with you. If I was in prison, <laughs> I would not be starting letters with grace and peace be with you. You know, I'd probably be, oh, it's terrible in here, the food's horrible, <laughs> my cellmate keeps farting. It, it would be that sort of thing. It just would. I'm just being, being honest, you know. Um, and it certainly wouldn't be glittered with grace. That's for sure. You know, uh, you'd probably get four chapters of (laughs) whinging. You would, right? (laughs) Um, But there's a real key. This is probably um, one of my favorite verses in in the New Testament. Um, I I did have a different sermon prepared until about 9 o'clock this morning, and then I felt God speaks to me, so I sort of tore it up. And I was having a mild... uh, Mild cardiac arrest earlier, I spoke to Tom and Hannah. Hannah being amazing. Just, oh, that's fine, God's got it. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> um, but we're, we're going to look at this verse. I'm just reading from the, um, the NIV, which is the nearly infallible version. Um, which is all good. And it, it says, To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And you know what I said before about how I'm not a doctor and I'm not a physician, which I'm not, you know? But it's, it's Christ in us, which is the hope of glory. He's the doctor, <laughs> you know? He's the redeemer. He's the <laughs> He's the everything. You know, and he chooses by, like, to, by his grace to live inside of us by the power of his Holy Spirit. If we choose to allow him, because cause the thing with the Holy Spirit, guys, is is he's a gentleman. He's not gonna impose himself on you. He's not gonna force himself upon you. He's gonna give you the opportunity to walk and step and in sequence with him. You know, like for for me i only ever want to do what i see the father doing you know because anything i do (laughs) usually ends up wrong to be honest i sort of learned that um so yeah i i I guess the first thing which which hit me um, here was uh, to those god has chosen you know and i think um i speak to the the christians here and say you know, you're, you're chosen, actually. You're, you're chosen by God. You know, God chose you. When he planned creation, he chose you. You know, every one of your days is written in in this book. The worst thing you've ever done is written in his book. The worst thought you've ever had. The worst action you've ever done. The wor- wrong motive. The everything. God's in it all. You know, and he he still chooses to say, I love you. Mm -hmm. And he still chooses to live and dwell in you by the power of his Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Yeah. You know, he's chosen you. You know, when we were in um, uh, Ibiza last week, (laughs) uh, we were in the hotel, uh, which is quite cool. And, um, you know, when people go on holiday and there's, like, limited seats around the pool and people come and they throw their towels down... (laughs) sort of thing and there's like a 100 people in the hotel and like 10 (laughs) things (laughs) and you have got no chance unless you're up at like six in the morning on holiday you're not gonna get a seat at the pool uh that sort of thing but it's a bit like that you know christ has chosen you he's he's put his seal on you you know um you know ephesians one talks about that actually you know uh, how how god gives us his spirit as a seal You know, it's a seal, solidifying that. It's nothing you can earn, and therefore, you can't earn it, you can't lose it. You know, it it can't be taken away from you um, in that respect. Um, You know, God, God chose us. You know, he knitted us together in our mother's womb. You're not here by accident. You know, you didn't just rock up on this planet and just like, oh, hey, I'm born in this generation. Oh, I've got to No, <laughs> definitely not. You know, actually, more so, this is your watch, actually. You know, this is your watch. This is your opportunity to make a difference uh, to a community, to, to a generation, to generations. You know, and I'd love to humbly challenge you With that you know who who are you making a difference to in your life who has god brought into your social circles who are the people that god has put in your workplace you know who which cashier do you speak to at tesco each week you know that sort of thing um it doesn't happen by accident you know god has chosen us um to make known so, hang on, there's a purpose there, isn't there? So, God has chosen to make known. Okay, so, so God wants us to make him known among the Gentiles. Yeah, so among people, so to say. Um, if you've ever wondered, <laughs> am I, wait, I'm saved, I'm saved by the grace of God, now what? What's the purpose of my life, actually? Actually, our purpose, guys, is to co-labor with him. You know, we get to we get on this adventure together with him, like walking with Christ. It's it's an adventure. You get powered and fueled by the Holy Spirit. You're not saved just because God was bored and decided to save you. You know, He saved you for a purpose. You know, you're never too young. You're never too old. Don't discount yourself. I beg you. Don't think, oh well, well, I've done my life. I've been a Christian for hundred years now. No. Uh, <laughs> You know, you've got plenty of time to rest when you get to the other side. You know, actually, who can you influence? Who can you bring an impact to for the gospel? That's the question, right? There's something to pray about. You know, like, where, where are you serving? Where are you serving in church? You know, actually, what skills has God given you? You know, actually, where, where can you get stuck in and plugged in? And, like, what, what part of ministry is God calling you to? You know, it's that sort of thing. Um, To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of his mystery. This mystery. You know, know, if you're a Christian in this room this morning, you've got an unfair advantage. (laughs) To put it bluntly, you know the living, risen God. (laughs) You know the living, risen God. See, we live in a world where people don't know God. Some people think that some people know about God. But if you're in Christ, you know God. You know, you know him. You get to have a a relationship with him. You you can expect him to speak to you. You know, expect him to speak to you. He's a loving father. What sort of father doesn't talk to his kids? (laughs) You know, we should expect God to speak to us not just on Christmas Day, not just on a Sunday morning. You know, actually, I read a story in this book about a donkey. <laughs> God spoke through a donkey. <laughs> Do you know, if God can speak through a donkey, <laughs> maybe He can speak through me. You know, it's that sort of thing. You know, uh, we're called for a purpose to serve and support our communities, wherever we are, for whatever, however long we're in that area for, or, or anything else. You know, we're called to be faithful. This is our watch. You know, not not a single day goes past which God hasn't already thought through and accounted for in in our lives. You know, His plan is perfect. He has a perfect. So says the weeping prophet Jeremiah. You know, his plan is perfect. Not all right. Not, oh, that will do. Not, oh, that's good. Not really good. Perfect. 100% perfect. You know, I I often imagine it like we're all on this journey to Jesus together, right? Okay, we're all heading up (laughs) the highway to heaven. There's a song about that, isn't there? Um, Sometimes we get tempted to sort of come off at the wrong junction. (laughs) And we sort of go down a cul de sac. We we sort of caveat off the wrong direction. And God, in His grace, brings us back. You know, God has a perfect plan for us to go straight. We're very good at going off the wrong way, and God often gives us signposts to lead us back around the roundabouts to get us back on cue, you know, which can be quite helpful. But we exhaust ourselves doing that. You know, we can very easily go down the wrong way sometimes and, you know, not be open to the leading of the spirit. You know, not remaining faithful to the word. You know, because it's not just in spirit (laughs) or truth. It's spirit and truth. You know, the two sort of match up, don't they? Yeah? So then God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of his mystery and oh what a mystery it is what a mystery God would ever save anyone. (laughs) When he looks at us in when he sees everything, he sees he sees everything. There's no pulling the will over his eyes, do you know what I mean? You know, God sees it all and he still chooses to love us. What a mystery of his grace, his mercy, his perfect plan, the miracles that he does, the way he co labors with us, the way he wants to and chooses to use sinful people, broken people to do the most incredible, impossible things. Words cannot describe. You know, a friend of mine, Andrew, wrote a book called uh, uh, Indescribable actually um, which was literally <laughs> that, that was the meta narrative of it if you like you know because i think the deeper you go down the rabbit hole so to say you know the more you sort of find how incredible god really is you know the more time that you choose uh, to invest in seeking him first in seeking him through his word and speaking him in times of prayer and that sort of thing, you know, the more rich your life will become ultimately. You know, it's that sort of thing. Um, and this is it, this is the mystery. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. You know, we, we live in a broken world. We've got a lot of hope for these guys, people. We've got a lot of hope for them. You know, we carry something of that. <laughs> You know, we carry that in our hearts. We carry that in who we are as God's people. You know, letting our light shine, so to say. You know, it's got nothing to do with us. We ain't that great. You know, the minute we think it's about us is the minute we basically say, God, it's not about you. I don't want to be that person. (laughs) You know, the minute we think we've got it under control, is, ironically, the minute that we haven't, you know. And it's, it's very easy for us to fall into uh, those ways of thinking sometimes, isn't it? It's like, oh, I'll just do this. And, and if this doesn't work, then I'll do that. We, we like, make a plan A and a plan B. <laughs> plan C. you know, Plan Christ. Maybe plan C should be plan A. <laughs> you know, we should prioritize seeking Christ first actually, you know, and saying, actually, God, I don't get it, God, I don't understand it, but I trust you, God, I'm going to talk to this person about you, I've never spoken to them before, I'm going to be British weird and awkward, but I'm going to do it, I want to trust you, God, and you take a step out. It's quite funny because as you sort of step out, that's sort of where God meets you. You know, as you step by faith. You know, because again, it's not about us; it's about Him, isn't it? Mm. You know, it's about Christ in us, the hope of glory. You know, you might be here this morning, and um, you know, you might say, "Well, Mark, I don't really know this this God that you're sort of on about." <laughs> you know, let me tell you, that's fine. Neither did I. Once upon a time. You know, maybe you've never made that commitment to Christ and sort of said, actually, do you know what? I'm all in for Jesus. I am all in, 100%. There's no raving. Oh, I'll just treat God like an app on my phone and open him whenever I think I need him. You know, but actually, I'm all in. No, because, to be honest, God's either real or he's not. If he's real, (laughs) then... We've got to be all in for him. Like if he's not, it's the biggest fraud in human history. <laughs> but there's too much evidence to substantiate the claims of the Bible for that. You know, if anyone ever wants to talk about apologetics or uh, scientific evidence or historic evidence and evidence for the resurrection or any of that, give me a shout. I will take you out for two cups of coffee. <laughs> you know, it's it's that sort of thing, isn't it? You know, we don't. Um, I think there was a verse in one of the songs we sung earlier., yeah, it's not about feelings, you know it, 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 like, it's based on facts actually. We, we have a factual foundation for our faith. You know it's not just about wishy-washy. oh it feels nice, as nice as feelings are. Thank you for listening to this week's message. For any more information or to find out more of what we do as a church, you can contact us. At info at centrechurch.uk or check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk